This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. everybody. Keith Angle for TGI Sports Talks. Are you serious? I'll be joined by my co-host Carlos Chavez, the mad New Yorker, in just a few minutes. Oh, we'll be talking, guys, everything surrounding the first round of the NFL draft. We want to get your comments, obviously. Uh, lots of interesting moves. You know, I said there'd be lots of moves. We've all, I think everybody thought there'd be lots of moves. For a long while, it looked like there'd be none. And then as we got into the second uh, half, not second half, but after round uh, number 10, we started seeing moves right to the left. I want to say there was 10 trades. We'll jump into some of that. We'll look, as I said, about the winners and losers, both from the team side and the player side. I think the New York teams did very well. My team's got me scratching my head, but I'll give uh, the greatest coach in the history of football the benefit of the doubt for now. And then we'll... Uh, We'll see how that pans out later on, but we'll talk about all of that and more. And, and last night, guys, if you watched it, we, we were on for four hours last night. I'm a bit tired this morning. Um, we did the NFL draft live on Northeast Streaming Sports with uh, Mac and Jack, and Robert Butler was uh, in co-hosting. We had special guests uh, in uh, Jim Jeffcoat and Larry Frank, and I'm going to leave people out, Byron Williams. So anyway, thanks to all of them, and uh, we had a great time last night. So uh, hopefully you did as well. Good morning, Dave Guyette. Um, not sure where to rank your Buffalo Bills yet, but we'll talk about that as we go forward. Let me bring in my co-host, Mr. Carlos Chavez, the Mad New Yorker. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Shout out to all the people here in Tennessee, making a short trip out here for my niece, um, doing her first sac uh, second sacrament here for communion. Well, good uh, for Nora Vernon. So this one here, but um, Enjoy man, it. I'm excited, yo. The <laughs> what a what a draft, what a draft so far. So you come into town and and AB leaves. So what's I mean? Is there any correlation to the fact that you arrive and he is traded away? Listen, it's just business. This is Tennessee. You know, you got you. You're already paying some guys the big bucks. Not everybody can make all the money on the team. So uh, you you move and you groove, right? You got to make changes, you know. <laughs> Anthony Price has got his Commanders logo up today. Good morning, Anthony. I'll try not to say Redskins too often today out of respect for you, but forgive me when I do because they had an interesting uh, draft last night too. Let's jump into the, to the uh, you know, just some overall um, uh, insights here, right? I think I, I, it was interesting in the fact that the first <laughs> the first 10 picks – no trades were made. I thought there'd be some moves moves within those first ten. Not a move made, and then all hell broke loose. Yeah, well, I, I was on I was on as well in the draft with uh with another group, the Sport Buffoons, out of uh, out of uh, Kansas, and um, you know, man, the first pick was a surprise, right? And I I kept telling you like, I don't think Hutchinson is going first. I know. Um, and and that was a great great move for Detroit. Um. Not sure if if Walker's you know gonna be the first pick we're we're all want to see, but it's it's not a bad move. You know he was still a highly rated prospect. So, well, I think Detroit did very well with with uh, you know that first pick again, hometown guy able to market him tremendously. Plus, he's a great player. Um, whether you know who's going to be the best player in this draft, it's hard to say. Right. To me, the biggest shocker of these first you know, a couple of picks was the fact that Daryl Stingley Jr. jumps over. I mean, people had him down as far as 14 and the Texans reach in my mind because of my Gardner. If not, if he's not the best player in the draft, he's the best cornerback in this draft. Right. I mean, here's the, here's the thing about, about that. It's like, you know, everybody was shocked. I guess because Stingley was was coming out of LSU and they didn't fare too well in the SEC and and Sauce Gardner did a little bit better in Cincinnati with whether you know, his their play on defense as a team and where they were playing and being highly ranked and almost making to the bowl series. But I mean these teams 
came out swinging and, and grabbing and sat, you know, doing a money grab, right? Trying to grab as much as they can for, you know, as fast as they can. So um, they were good picks. They just, you know, now we have to see where we're going from round two and, and, and up for some of these teams, right? Good interesting. Let's, let's just jump into real quickly. I guess some of the big winners and losers. It's interesting. I thought Alan told me in a, in a message last night, he thought the Lions were the biggest winners, which I think the Lions did well, but I agree with this comment here. The big winner of the night for me is uh, it are the Jets. So we'll just start there. I mean, they do a great job with their first two picks in getting Gardner and, and Wilson at, at uh, 10, 10. Wilson was the only guy uh, other than uh, I had two guys I, I hit on, although one got drafted by the wrong team. Uh, <laughs> I had Gardner and, and uh, sign, uh, but I think the Jets did great getting Gardner at four, Wilson at 10, and then trading back into the first round on the biggest surprise of the night, maybe, uh, and taking Johnson, who had fallen way down to 26. Uh, great move there. And I'll say good morning quickly before I let you answer to, to Robert Butler, who was joined us last night. And it was a crazy night, Robert. Robert was all over stuff before it has even happened. Yeah, he, he came in with this truck, paid off really well. Um, <laughs> the fan was flying last night. <laughs> Like I like it, and I wanted something for the Jets and the Giants to do to get value for the picks that they were at because the number one prospects were there was a lot of parity, and there's going to be a lot of uh, depth in the, in the later rounds um, for them to pick from, and um, to come back with the Titans after the Titans uh, giving up Brown, um, and, and and making that pick, uh, solidifying and giving depth to their defense now. Salah is looking is going to be pretty happy, right? And then their picks, I felt like their pick went from a, a B minus to an A, like in, in one move. And and to see this player fall so far, um, you know, and, and being able to pick him up, that was a great move by the Jets and Douglas. Douglas is doing a good job so far. Uh, let's see if he could keep it up and uh, and and get some more depth on the team because you know you use the draft, at, at, you know. And hoping that you get one out of 10, 15 guys that you pick in different rounds to to to, to do good. And the most important thing you, your draft does is build depth on your team and help you save money. And this guy, he just saved New York maybe about $60 million in, in contracts for the next, you know, three years. So yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing is to it, I mean, they not only – I would say – not the best player available at each one of their picks, but each one of them was a position of need, and you can't often do that. You can't often do that in the same uh, breath. You know, you're either going for need or you're going for the best player available, and they, I think, that were able to do that all, pretty much in all three spots. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure about the the wide receiver pick, but that's you know that's what the, um, you know that's what's going right now is uh, on trying to save money from and and. And, and having something to say for not picking up someone like Brown or Debo Samuel. So that's for them. That's a, a good pick, right? Cause they picked a, 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 a great wide receiver out of Ohio state and they're, they're saving a little bit of money on that, on that end. And then coming back to, to picking on, for, you know, picking up pieces for their defense where they were, they had major holes there that, that was, that was really good. And I, that's why right now the jets right now are winning this yeah. um, draft, but you know, they can't just win in number one. You, you got to let's see how the rest of this draft pans out. And, and we're going to see a lot of good players go in the late rounds. And we're going to see a lot of good players be free agents. So, you know, it's going to it's 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 been interesting so far, for sure. Good morning to my dad. And good morning, uh, Bob. How you doing? Morning. Good to see you guys this morning. Listen, real quick, too, before we move on from the Jets, the thing I thought that they need to make their decision in the first round was whether they wanted to go for that big pass rusher or they get the shutdown corner. And somehow they managed to do both. And I'm shocked because I thought they should have taken Thibodeau at four. But if, <laughs> if they knew ahead of time they were going to get Johnson at 26 and God bless them because they got both things they needed, plus the wide receiver. You know, OK, so when so when this player was falling, and and they they saw that opportunity. Good for them to make that switch, right? Because, like you said, nobody. And uh, we talked about earlier and um, before before the show. Like nobody was expecting him to fall further than you know ten. So uh, either something's up, and whether or not something's up with the player, it doesn't matter because the the Jets, you know, got a prospect with high, you know. With the with the high with the with the good um he has good prospect with with good skills so yeah. you know 
I'm going to jump over to the loser side because we've got one here. I don't know that this is actually true. And, and Anthony's asking about the Ravens and what they're thinking. They don't care about receivers. Robert had mentioned uh, after they had picked, I think after they picked Kyle Hamilton, uh, or it was Tyler. I, I don't think they did badly, by the way, with Tyler Hamilton and and uh, and uh, Linda Baum in the first round, and two positions in need. Now, Lamar Jackson, you can look at as a loser here because they didn't get him any weapons. And he actually texted uh, during the draft. Uh, uh, Robert had called it that he put out a WTF. I can't remember after which pick it was. It had to be after the uh, Linda Baum pick, I think. And uh, that's not a good sign when your starting quarterback is uh, editorializing on your draft with a what the you know what go- is going on. Right. But so I'm, I'm in the Ravens, and that's a good question. Look, the Ravens, they're they got players for position, you know, of need. But again, Debo Samuel's still out there. Um, if if they can make a move, um, you know, they have opportunity to to. Solidify the the depth that they need for the Ravens. So, you know, right now they have pieces that they can still pl- plug and play free agency. So, and they didn't have to do everything in the draft. Like these teams don't have to do everything in the draft. But what they should do is get depth, right? And 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 have some something to build on. So, um, you know, the Ravens have still an opportunity, and you know, free agency is going to happen once once everybody's got, got their picks in. So. You know, yeah, very good point. Um, bro, I'll touch on this real quickly, too. I mean, overall, quarterbacks are the losers in this first round, but Kenny Pickett, he comes out a winner, he goes to Pittsburgh. You know, the, the team that wanted him, the team, the place that he's played, and he played his games in the same stadium, he practiced in the same uh, uh facility. Could, you couldn't find a better fit here, but at the same time, and we'll talk about this all at once, Malik Willis is the biggest loser here as he falls out of the first round completely after being talked about as high as, as number two to the Lions, which, again, was a huge reach. Um, and he falls all the way out of the first round. Look, Kenny Pickett is a great pick for Pittsburgh because they, you know, they have Trubisky. And, then, you know, a lot of people are still not sure about, you know, his his depth, you know, how, how, how far they can go with him. Um, I think Malik Willis is going to be the luckiest quarterback of this draft. Um because now he doesn't, he's not going to have that pressure on any team that he goes on. Um, he's going to go on a team that's going to use him the right way, not force. He's not going to be forced to play something that he, you know, that maybe he might not be able to, you know, um, conform, confirm to. But you know, we, we we only had five quarterbacks rated in a, you know, to go in a first round, maybe anyways. So um, this draft, like again, it's not for the teams to just draft a quarterback as for a team to, to build depth and, and to go from there again, free agency after this is going to, is still going to be wild because you got Garoppolo, you got Baker and, and then you're going to, you know, you're going to see, you know, where, where these pieces fall and, and it's going to be, it's going to get crazier. I think. Before I go on here, this is confusing me a little bit. Carlos Chavez is saying good morning to Carlos Chavez. So. That's probably my father. <laughs> good morning, Carlos. Good to have you. Uh, and Robert is a, uh, uh clarifying that the tweet from uh, Lamar Jackson came after the Brown trade to uh, to Arizona. We'll get to that in just a second because I want to start talking about a few uh, wide receivers. The wide receivers really make out in this draft. Eight in the first, I'm sorry, I think, uh, what did I write down? Six of the top 18 draft picks, wide receivers, all got to get big paydays. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of good wide apps left. This is a very deep class in my mind. Uh, for wide receivers, you still got in a, for the second round. You still got Sky Moore. You got Sky Moore, yeah. Watson from North Dakota State still there. Pickens from Georgia is still there. So there's still, and that's just three guys. And there's some good depth, I think, in the wide receiver class here. And if you're a wide receiver, it's a good time to be one uh, until we shift back away from that, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, I, I thought I thought um, Sky Moore and I thought um, Christian Watson were going to go. Um, because of all the needs that, that people were talking about, they wanted a, a wide receiver. I thought Green um, maybe all over uh, Watson, and I really thought the Chiefs, although the Chiefs did a great job, I thought the Chiefs, Sky Moore would have been an interesting fit for the Chiefs uh, at that 29th pick. Yeah, you're going to talk to some of the sports buffoons uh, out of uh, out of Kansas City, and they were, they were not happy with the – some of them were not happy with that pick at all. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know – they, I guess they got their own Greek freak, right? 
Well, that's true. You know what? He's a he. He's a good player. Jim Jeffcoat was not impressed after watching him play this year, but I think he's a good run stuffer, and I think he, the Chiefs did a tremendous job. I think uh, moving up to get uh, McDuffie and then staying uh. in the other spot and getting uh, and getting uh, the Greek freak because I'm not going to be able to say his name right right now right now without reading it. Carlifidus. How's that? Carlifidus. What's that? That's close. Like, well, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try because I'm gonna butcher it this morning. But like, I'm, I'm, I'll say this: they, him, McDuffie, going over Dean, and Dean still being available. Somebody's gonna snatch him up quick, and um, you know, because McDuffie was rated a lot lower than some of these guys that they picked up. So talking about talking about Dean, and again, I I I, I thought the Patriots would be all over him shocking with what they did i guess we'll 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 kind of segue into that the kobe dean not taken at all by many uh, of the you know the the draft touters he was the highest rated a player on that george that great georgia defense and it's interesting that he's the one guy who doesn't get picked uh in the first round i think they had i'm not sure i think they had six guys from that defense go last night i'm not positive uh without counting them up here but um i'm shocked at that and then for the Patriots to trade back, still have a shot at him and pass on him again to take the center. I'm sorry, guard, right? Out of uh what was he? He's a guard, right? Yeah, guard out of Iowa. Um no, no. I'm talking about Cole Strange, uh guard out of Chattanooga, one of your favorite schools. Oh, UTC, yeah, UTC, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I watch I watched Belichick's press conference before I went to bed last night, which because I needed something to help me wind down and go to sleep. So I watched Belichick talk for 12 minutes last night. And he talked about, you know, it's funny because Jack talked about uh, last night, and we were kidding him a little bit, that whether Belichick um, – I, I can't remember which – exactly what he said, but he says, does Belichick value uh, intelligence and smartness more than um, – Skill and ability. Availability, maybe it was right, and I mean he values both. But it, interestingly enough, in twelve minutes, he must have said "smart" like twenty times or "intelligence" twenty times about this kid. But still, to me, it's a reach because, I mean, almost every pundit I saw had him going thirty, forty, or fifty picks later. Yeah, he was and rated I, very. He was, he was rated for the second, third round for sure. Yeah, um, and, and Belichick claimed during his press conference he would not have been there much longer. And, you know, look, he's smarter than me. The man's won six Super Bowls. I just am scratching my head at this, and he's not helping his quarterback any or the, the the defense any because they got they were getting gutted by running games last year at the end of the season. I mean, Buffalo is still running uh, running up and down the field after their last game. I don't know what he's thinking about here. And they got a lot of picks left, but I think this is the biggest. I'm not going to put it in the loser bracket only because it's Bill Belichick. But I got it in my head scratcher column for sure. Yeah. So I mean, you mentioned Buffalo. What was Buffalo thinking? They picked up Elam. Um, he's not bad, but is that a need that they have? Is, is yeah. I mean, they, they need they need somebody in the interior line, you know, or even an in interior defensive line, you know, and they pick some a, a cornerback. Like, I'm, yeah. I wasn't sure where they're going with that pick. But a lot of guys had him picking a quarterback. Maybe not him. They uh, a lot of them had taking Booth, who I don't know if that Booth got. Booth picked. is still on though. Booth Jr. Yeah. is still still available. Who's another guy who's fallen down the draft board? A lot. A lot of guys had him targeted there. Uh, Dixon tar- targeted there, but they they go with the kid out of uh, where did he come from? Uh, he comes uh, out of Florida. Out of Florida, right? Um, and I got another question about Florida that we talked about last night. Not Florida, but Florida State in a second. Um, <laughs> Catch up on a couple of these uh, comments real quick because I know I missed one I wanted to. Good morning, Kenny. Uh, yes, good morning, Kenny. Um, this one, you know, Carl, I've been going back and forth with Alan here. I do not see the Giants taking Willis in round two here. Uh, Willis is going in round two for sure. I think you'll probably get three or four quarterbacks maybe going round, possibly in round two, uh, or at least early in round three. I don't see Willis going to the Giants. I don't see the Giants taking a quarterback here. I really don't. Do I mean, like I said, I, I I was hoping the Giants and the Jets pick up, you know, get a four for you know four for one somehow or another, and they haven't done that because I I'm not too keen on their their top picks in the last twenty years. So um, 
you know, uh, you give value and, and you save money and we'll see what the Giants do. Yeah. You know? I'm going to have to leave this one for you because I uh, welcome to I can't read the name. Obviously, I apologize for that. Uh, but he's talking about a football game to watch last night. The Munster City beat Real Madrid four to three in the Champions League. So Man City, yeah, Manchester City, yep. So congrats to them. Maybe we gotta start covering soccer more here, Carlos, so you can really start outsmarting me here. No, <laughs> I watch both footballs. That's all right. Allen's also okay with the Tyler Smith uh, pick for Dallas. You know, I'll tell you what. I, look at they had to go offensive line. I get that they yeah. need. To- what was once a great offensive line. I don't know if he's the, the guy I would have taken there myself. Young guy. He's only a sophomore coming out of school. I uh, think that's why they got him, though, um, to be honest with you. They, the other guys were – there was a couple guys rated a little bit higher than him, but they he wasn't too far from them. And his age, you know, what he shows for his age and potential. Um, and, you know – you look for a guy who's young, so you can get his you get him a little bit faster, and and it's gonna be he's gonna be going a lot against a lot of faster guys. So I I think that's a good pick for the Cowboys, and they need a lot of help for to make Pollard and, and Ezekiel Elliott get going over there. You know. So. Yeah, and as, I, as I look at this comment now, for years, uh, Alan, I'm going to be saying Tyler Smith when I mean Tyrone Smith, or vice versa. As I look at your comment, there's no way I'm going to remember which guy is which for crying out loud. Why can't they draft guys with different names? Make it easy on old guys like me. Or, or maybe the, the, the Dallas Cowboys uh, got the older guys looking at, at names and we're like, hey, let's just keep the jersey the same and, and save some money. And Kenny's right. Build the line to protect the to protect the money. Listen, listen, the way you build successful football teams is in the trenches, on the offensive line and the defensive line. And you see a lot of that going on last night. And we'll see how it pans out. Uh Kenny's talking about the – I'm sorry, Allen's talking about the Patriots pick similar to what Dallas did in 2015, drafting Frederick. He turned out to be okay, though. Well, you know, there's always going to be reaches. Yeah. And some guys are going to pan out and some aren't. Again, I got to give Bel- Belichick credit because he's smarter than me. He knows what he wants. I just think you could have waited until the second your second pick. I think they pick at 54, I said earlier, didn't I? Uh, and I think they could have got him there or moved up in the second round. And the size of these guys is getting pretty outrageous, Kenny. Well, what does he mean? Like they're smaller or they're, they're oh, taller? They're getting bigger, taller. Well, and... I don't know. Those wide receivers didn't look too big. No, I think he's talking about the offensive linemen. The, those linemen, some of those linemen did look pretty big. Um, I mean, I thought I saw a bunch of uh, – of uh, oh, gosh, my nose tackle's escaping my mind now. Uh, Wilford, uh, Vince Wilf- Wilfork out there. Jordan looked just like Wilfork to me. Oh my gosh, he was huge. But again, that's that's what they do. Plus, they're athletic at that size. It's amazing. I think Seattle did good picking up Charles Cross, and he's a pretty big dude. <laughs> Allen's hoping to get Marquise Hayes here at guard later on today. We'll see how that works. Out. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. What team do you think made the best draft pick so far? Well, as we talked about earlier, I think the Jets made the best draft picks. So yeah. if you're looking at one pick, um, I, listen, I might say the Jets and jo- and Sauce Gardner, to be honest with you. He, if we he hope, did, right? We're hoping, right? <laughs> yeah. Jet, I think the Giants would have gone afterwards. Let's talk real quick before I go on to – and actually, it's, this is a good segue because Carl, uh, Allen's got a question here. Um, I like what the Giants did with, with getting uh, uh, Thibodeau and then coming back with uh, – who did they pick second there? Uh, Neil? So many names. Oh, yeah, Evan Neal. Uh, to help the offensive line and the defensive line, as we just talked about, two places the, the Jets need – or the Giants need a lot of help. they got to protect Daniel Jones, and they need to uh, – uh, you know, a good uh, pass rusher uh, uh, on the defense. And I think they accomplished both those things. So I, I put the Giants in the winning column last night as well as the Jets. Yeah, uh, the, Giants, the Giants did very well. I mean, again, you know, they, they probably got like right B-plus, I think. But – um. They still got more to go in the next few rounds to, you know, tally up exactly how they're they did in the draft, and they fill holes on a team that has a lot of holes to be filled uh, financially as well. Like you know, um, so again, though, you're in the top, you're in the top ten picks and trying to get some value for your money. Uh, I think they did a good job picking and and getting you know a lot of pro- potential. So, you know, I I will say too that. Um... Uh, what was I going to say here? I lost my train of thought. 
Well, never mind. Lost my train of thought for a second. We'll get it back. Like, like I said, I was I was hoping the both teams trade trade picks and, and get more players. But you know. actually, that's what I was going to talk about. What we talked about before I went on the air, real quick, is that with the Giants at five and the Jets at four, taking two guys that both teams are interested in. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out in the years to come in the battle of uh, who won out in the uh, Thibodeau uh, versus Gardner. Uh, <laughs> you know, and at the end of the day, it's probably going to be who succeeds and wins the Super Bowl first, right? With one of those players being a, a, a productive player in that. Right. And, and like you mentioned, uh, Thibodeau falling that far, um, you know, and, and I, I said, I mentioned to you before the show, you know, they, a lot of guys are looking at him, maybe like, like Barkley, we're coming in with all the marketing and all the branding and, and not seeing the guy that was focused on, on playing football. And I don't think that's the case. I just think that some of these guys have an opportunity. They're going to take advantage of it, you know, being in the draft, being young. And, you know, you look, at the end of the day, we can't fault these guys because they got, they got to make money when they can, right? And some of these guys are going to be playing. If, one, if a player gets hurt or something, who, who's going to take care of them? Right. They might have contracts and they might have insurance and stuff. But at the end of the day, that, that, that cuts down their, their playing in, in the NFL a lot shorter. So we can't fault them for having to take advantage of, um, and marketing and branding themselves and, 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 and trying to be, you know, entrepreneurial. Like, you know, they're, they, they can only play football for so many years. So, you know. Absolutely. And I think Thibodeau is going to be a great player. I, th- I don't think the Jets would have gone wrong with either with either pick. And, and as we said earlier too, they come away with both needs at biggest needs they had, which was a pass rusher and a shutdown corner. They get them both without having to go for the shutdown. Uh, I'm sure the uh, pass rusher first. So good right. job. And th- that's the steal of the draft so far. And, and, and on top of that, they have a wide receiver that they don't have to go, you know, searching for. What about um, the jets? That is. Yeah. That's uh, let's to Anthony's question here about the, uh, Washington trading back and lost out on the top safety. They were, they were likely targeting Kyle Hamilton there, who fell quite a ways uh, after not getting picked in that spot. I was a little surprised at two things with this trade. I was surprised the Saints traded up to, up to eleven to get a Love because I thought they were going to get him where they were anyway. I don't think anybody was going to take him before before uh, their pick came up. And then I think uh, I think the Redskins did okay. I did it. See, I, I'm sorry, Anthony. I told you I would do it. Manders. Um, put another dollar in the jar. Uh, the Commodores. Oh, the Commanders. Sorry, Commanders. <laughs> the Commanders did a good job. I like Deshaun uh, Dotson a lot. Uh, Dehan Johnson. Dotson a lot. And I think he's got some good speed, and he's going to be a guy that that really helps that offense. And listen, Carson Wentz is going to need all the help he can get. Uh, on that offense. I like this Washington team. I think this NFC East is really set up to be, we've talked a lot about the, the NFC West for a year, for the last couple of years being the strongest division of football. The uh, AFC North is starting to look really strong. <laughs> the NFC East is going to be really good. Philadelphia is loaded. I worry about Hertz being the quarterback, but they got some great wideouts. They got a great running game. Obviously they bring in Brown last night to go with Devonte Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Redskins. Ah, anyway, I can't stop. I'm not going to try. No, look, I, I think the, what the Commanders did was because um, Jamison was picked by Detroit right after, right? I, I think they 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 liked Olave more than Jamison, and they went with they went with him, uh, and they knew that Olave would wouldn't probably not last long, you know, go further than, and be able to pick him up, and um, you know, and also to to try to trade to try to get him, so. They went with who they wanted, and they got him. So that's a good pick for them, right? Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about the the Commodores uh, taking uh, Dotson? I like him. I think he helps our offense. I think this team – I think these four teams are very evenly matched in this division, and I I can see any one of them winning this division. I think the Giants will be improved and have a chance to to battle for the top of this division because nobody's winning 13 or 14 games. Look – they got to they got to give Wentz an opportunity to to show off his arm, and they did that by solidifying the wide receiver position. And now they they also put a defense got a defense a player in there. Um, and look, Washington is already a decent team. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people freak, like tend to forget that um, they're competitive, and w- with Wentz, that's going to give them an opportunity to score more points. 
because they, they had a good they have a good defense. Um, they did lose a couple players here and there. They're having issues on the back end with their with their leadership, but that it has nothing to do with it. Ron Rivera is doing a good job with the Commanders, and he he should get a medal. Yeah, right. Because he's taking a lot of bullets, man. He's, he should get a purple heart, man. Because <laughs> um, he's not only is he taking a lot of bullets, um, you know, as far as like what their management is doing and their leadership, but he, he's doing a good job with what he has. He's doing an outstanding job, and they're they're going to compete for and, and they're probably going to make the playoffs because the Giants ain't going to. I don't think the Giants will win more than nine games. So um, this, this division comes down to quarterback play in my mind, and right. And, and right now they got it's right now it's um um they have um Wentz versus um Alabama's um or Hurts so you know yeah that's it, good that's it, a that's a that, that's a that's a good matchup if you think about it yeah and all they need is for these guys to manage games they don't have to go out and win games uh, on their own so right. that if they can stay within themselves and play the, like that. The defenses on these teams and the other players that are going to contribute on the offensive side of the football are going to allow these teams to win a lot of games. But the problem is this division is going to beat each other up, I think. so. And Daniel yeah. would put in the same same category. I think the Giants are, are, are improving enough yeah. <laughs> that they can compete here if Daniel Jones does not lose games. Right. Well. So, like, if, if, if with the quarterback is what your problem is in the NFC East, Right. Look, Dak Prescott is going to is going to have the Cowboys score points. But are the, is that defense going to hold up? And are they going to are they going to score enough points? Because the running game right now is if he with Ezekiel Elliott not getting enough carries and Pollard, you know, he's a speedster. But, you know, that gives him a little a little bit of problems, you know. So I think it's very interesting. We'll touch on the Packers now too. I've got oh, Aaron, the Packers. I've got Aaron Rodgers down as one of my losers here. I think the Packers did well actually teaming the two guys from Georgia and helping their defense. They needed help on defense. Now Rodgers has put himself in a pickle, and obviously, because taking the the fifty million dollar contract is hamstringing them as far as getting skill position players to complement him. But I said last night, it looks like along with the fifty million dollar check they've given. Uh, uh, Rogers. They also gave him some crib notes to use as far as texting out on draft night because he drafted how happy he was about what they've done with their draft last night. And you know, Aaron Rodgers has got to be going. Where are my wide receivers? Uh, he he he's going to be okay because the Green Bay Packers have a ton of picks in the in the later rounds. So and there um, are some wide receivers there as we just talked. Yeah. About, right? so, so and um, you you got a defense now that gives you an opportunity in your offense to you know to come back and, and, and get some more points. I guess when I say Aaron Rodgers is is can be viewed as his loser, I, I kind of mean in Aaron Rodgers' mind, he's probably viewing himself as like yeah, because he wants the wide receivers in the first round all the time. And guess what, Aaron? You can't do that when you're well, taking- you, you got like four wide receivers right now that should have been picked in the first round. <laughs> That are in the second round. So I, I found Alan's point here is interesting. The Vikings, who I, who made a nice pick, by the way, um, they probably would have gone. I, I think they were going to go McDuffie if they stayed where they were at twelve. But trading back, they get a pretty good player in Lewis uh, uh, Sign, um, the safety out of Georgia as well. So I don't know that the Vikings hurt themselves here, and I think they may have actually uh, made a very good deal. I don't remember what they got on the back end of this, but I'm sure they got more draft picks at you know later on. So again, I think it's a good move for the Vikings to to move back and still get a player uh, that is a real good need need at that point, and also a, a very good player. Well, the, the Vikings is tricky, right? Because uh, what do they need? And, and um, I think that the um, the Vikings should should probably solidify that O line and, and give um, give the quarterback Kirk Cousins a couple more chances to to make big plays because they signed him for his you know, his accuracy and, and making big plays, but, you know, he don't have time. So we'll see, we'll see where that pick gets them, you know, but they did need a little bit of help because they lost a few players on defense. So. And the other Carlos Chavez is asking about the job Tennessee did. I don't know that Tennessee did do a good job. I mean, they gave up their best player. Uh, they come up with a good pick in Burks in the, in the draft, but they've got a rehabbing Robert Woods as well. And I don't think, I think they come out with the, the worst of this, uh, this trade. And Tannehill has worse weapons than he had when he started. Now, again, I like Burks, but he I, I don't know if this is going to be the best spot for him. 
Right. So Tennessee now has one pick in the second round, and then on the, in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds, they're going to pick up a couple a couple more players. But uh, they did exactly what I wanted the Jets and Giants to do, but they were in a, a precarious situation because uh, the Jets and Giants don't have a QB, and the Titans feel like they do in Tannehill. Um, they did okay because they're going to get depth in the later rounds uh, and to build a team off of. They have a decent defense. Um, they got somebody to replace um, Brown. So th- they're, d- they're going to be okay. We're going to see what they do in the later rounds because that that's going to – that's going to have a lot more um, effect on, on what what Tennessee should be doing. And I, f- I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is some kind of Belichick way of trying to, to solidify that team that came in first last year, you know, but they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to feel need more needs by getting more picks in the later rounds. So yeah. they, didn't, they did an okay job so far. Yeah. I, I, We'll see. I, I I just think they're taking a step backwards, obviously without Brown. But that's again, sometimes you got to take a step backwards to go forward. So we'll see how that works out. I got to ask you about this profile picture. Is that Carlos Chavez on these two bottles? Can you read that? Yeah, that that is. What's, what's the story behind that? I mean, is he making his own beer? What the, what is that? No, those are uh, from the Coca Cola company. Oh, what you can get your own uh, personalized uh, bottles of Coca Cola. Yeah, he had he had taken a trip to Atlanta and. Um, was able to get get that bottle done. So excellent. Now that we've mentioned Coca Cola, I do expect an advertising check uh, uh, to be coming my way from Coca Cola. So thank you for that, Carlos. Uh, thank you guys are doing a great job with your comments and keeping things rolling good here today. So Dak is back to the uh, NFC East. Obviously, I think Dak is the best of that group right now. Yes. Um, he's a, and he's a, the, the the least of the question marks. The thing is with Dak, look at Dak's got to show that he can win some big games and and and. And as we've talked about before, no game situations. You've got to hand the ball to the referee when the time's running off the clock, Alan. You got to be look, smart. And look, Keith. To be fair, you you can you can get fourteen points, score fourteen to twenty one points really fast, but you got to be able to to stop the other team from catching you Agreed. and putting you in a, in a net situation. Agreed. Right. So, um, you know, you you, you got to go defense to help Parsons. You know, he, he's he. Um, that team was a little long in the tooth on defense on, on the, you know, linebackers and, and a couple players on O-line, I mean, defensive line. So, uh, they, they gotta, they gotta solidify that, um, that defense. And, uh, and this is the NFC East now that's going to be, you know, running and gunning with some of these teams and picking up some of these players. So. And mentioning Parsons, probably the steal of last year's draft was Mika Parsons. I think, uh, Dallas waiting. I, I see the commanders. A little bit above the Cowboys, only because of the coaching staff, like yeah. what Ron Rivera is doing. Um, it's not that I don't believe in the Cowboys and their and their and their players. I just I think that Ron Rivera has done a better job coaching up the defense in in, in Washington than um, than the Cowboys have done. I certainly would give uh, Rivera the coaching edges for sure. Uh, back to the Packers, many had them trading up in round two for Pickens. Well. <laughs> what are the Packers doing, yo? <laughs> well, I'm surprised. You, this is a one. Are you serious? Question when you when you see what the what the who the Chiefs pick and what the Packers look. You have all the opportunity in the world to to get these you know top rated guys who have fallen, and you still make like the Patriots, and you still make one of those obscure picks uh, that nobody was looking at you doing, and and and. I love Belichick, and I respect everything he's done, obviously. He's the greatest coach in the history of professional football in my mind. And sometimes he just needs to show he's the smartest guy. I'm smarter than you. I'm going to make this pick. And I said last night, coming on the heels of what Robert Kraft had, had to say, where basically to me, he, he kind of called Belichick out about the drafts. Of last, last year's draft was good. The, the few previous to that are why the Patriots had taken a step backwards, besides losing the best quarterback of all time, which didn't help. But he was really ripping uh, uh, Belichick for his drafts uh, pre- previous to last year. And it takes some hutzpah to go out there and take a guy from Chattanooga with your first round draft pick when your owner's saying, you better have a good draft. So I give, you know, and what's Belichick got to prove to anybody? He's going to do what he's going to do. He doesn't care what people say. You know what the NFL, they're, they're in so much marketing and branding and, and making money. What they should do is for us, 
crazy fans and fanatics that that like draft days, they should go and, and put cameras in the war room and see somebody and have us access some of these boards. You know, a little bit after the pick, of course, uh, and then see what, how, and why these teams are making some of these picks. No, I, you're right. I want to see them during the the discussion, not afterwards, where they're all hugging each other before the picks. Made. Right. No, no, that's what I mean. Like you can show them what how they pick these teams, but after they make the pick, because you know you don't want to give the other teams, you know, like <laughs> the ideas of what you know. Dave Guyette. Oh, you're saying show it after it, not live, right? I get right, it. That's, that's, Dave Guyette, he's already got training camp ready, and he's ready for the season to start in 19 weeks. You're going to get the rest of the Buffalo uh, draft done and get yourself a running back and, and, and some other help there. But, uh, Buffalo, do yourself a favor and, 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 and stop going for the best player available and pick up your offensive line and – and maybe a, another running back. Stop there's, just stop making picks on, on the best athlete available because that's not going to help you right now. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a fun first game that's been announced. Uh, oh, that's week two, sorry. Uh, wait a minute. Why are you saying first game announced week two? Because it's Thursday night football. Oh, I see. I got you. So Chiefs and Chargers, that'll be an interesting matchup to get started uh, with their seasons. I, the Chiefs have done a great job, I think, in retooling this team despite losing Tariq Hill. I think they come out the winner of this Tyreek. Ty- uh, Hill trade with the with the picks that they got, um, and I think that uh, the Chiefs are not going to be taking the step back that people think they'll be taking, and the Chargers are taking that step up. So yeah, so you're going to see Spiller and uh, Tony Gonzalez. They were on the uh, promoting this for Amazon. Um, oh, that was that what they were doing on the stage yeah. last night? I couldn't figure it out. I had the sound off, obviously, and I'm like, what the heck are they doing on the stage with Tony Gonzalez during the Saints uh, pick? And uh, Ekeel, or I mean, uh, uh, Eckler, not Spiller. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, yeah, so but, um, it's just interesting. And listen, the Chargers, I think, last night did a really good job moving up a little bit to get Zion Johnson, who I like a lot out of Boston College. Very versatile lineman. Look, um, they're building depth, right? Yeah. They're 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 doing they're doing their thing out there in LA, and it's going to be an exciting team to watch. Um, problem is, again, during that AFC West, it's going to be. <laughs> You know, Wild Wild West for the next three seasons, I believe. Yeah, Alan m- messaged me this with during the during the draft last night that apparently, and it may have happened before last night too, that the Jets offered the ten. The Jets don't need a, the Jets don't need to spend money on a wide receiver when they don't know who they have in a quarterback. Not when you can get the rookie Wilson for rookie wages. So I agree with that one hundred percent. Brown gets a four year extension. Yes, Brown's a big winner here, and again, I think he's got like. 50 some million dollars of that is uh, guaranteed. Yes. So again, like uh, I mentioned to the, the sports buffoons, it's, it's not that Brown is not a good wide receiver, but just like Debo Samuel, um, you know, this is, this is only his what third season. In, yeah. And he's been hurt two of the three seasons, a lot more than he's been on the field. So, um, but when he's on the field, he produces, you know, give him kudos and credit for that. He's going to get paid. But the Titans did okay because you're not going to overpay somebody who's not playing. Like, um, and and they got rid of um, and he sent them to the, and the and the Jets picked them up. But they got rid of their last wide receiver who was injured often. And then on the back end, they did pick up um, Woods, who's also always injured. So now they they have at least a number two wide receiver in Burks that will probably be on the field a lot longer than Woods and and give them a a, a, a tool right for yeah, for Hannah, Tannehill to use. He's likely going to need to be your number one receiver is what's going to happen. <laughs> so Anthony, Anthony's talking about the players that uh, must have sponsors as they're having some great suits out there. There were some un- some interesting-looking suits last night. We talked about Thibodeau. Thibodeau yeah, had that Snickers. 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 <laughs> lapel pin there. It was very interesting-looking. So great job there. Yes, there, there's definitely uh, some uh, money being passed around uh, before the draft as these guys get their uh, – I'm not sure if you guys remembered it when they started talking about the suits, maybe like – about five drafts away, like how some of these kids who are coming out of college can afford some of these suits. Um, and they did a story about that um, on ESPN that the, the kids are like, they're fronted the money. And as soon as uh, they get the draft, the first, the first check that it goes to pay the suit that they picked up for draft day. I'm going to, I'm going to come back to your comment here, Anthony. I want to go down to Robert because we were just talking about the Titans. Robert's uh, talking about how they made it go after Tony, who the Giants are looking to move by all accounts. And he does clarify that it's the Titans he's talking about. I don't know. That would probably look at, I don't know if you want to take on that guy, uh, but he's got some talent. And if you can get him 
get him and get in, get his head straight, you might have something there too. So that'd be interesting if they made that. Look, if he, if Tony's going to be dropping hits, like he's dropping, you know, like, like he's dropping here in New York and worrying more about, you know, getting his name out. But if you can get him in day two of the draft for a third round draft pick, he was a first round draft pick last year. If you can get him this year for a third round draft pick, I think I make that move. Uh, yeah, I make that move. Yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't really shown much, you know, um, they, didn't they bench him for, for dropping passes? I mean, well, they bench him for a lot of reasons. Yes. His, yeah, so. wasn't good. his work ethic wasn't good. He doesn't show up to uh, the, now again, it wasn't a mandatory uh, uh, mini camp, but he doesn't show up. He didn't show up late. Uh, but you know, he only after he was getting called out, did he show up to the camp? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so Anthony makes a good point and nobody knows. And we're, we're trying to figure that out. Like Johnson dropped so far. Um, you know, you're talking about a top, top five, top 10 top pick and you drop yeah. all the way to the jets coming up at, uh, you know, 26. We talked about this a lot last night. There's always one of these guys, right? They fall. I mean, again, they, some people had him as high as four or five dropping all the way to 26. There's some, there's gotta be some red flags there somewhere. Hey, Aaron Rodgers fell. <laughs> conversation came up that, that a lot of these teams, there are schools that they will stay away from drafting guys from, and Florida State seems to be one of them recently that the guys are just getting not picked early. As it, and again, Florida State's talent level is not what it was. Mm-hmm. But these guys are not because of issues with some of their previous uh, high selections. Uh, the guys are not getting – the NFL teams are shying away from taking them high in the draft. And this could be a case of that. And there could be uh, some other red flags that we are not aware of as far as uh, background checks. Yeah, and it, listen, if it's, a, if it's something where they don't feel like he can start right away, but his potential's there, hey, it's not a bad pick for the Jets because, now again, they got they picked three guys, but one of them's got a hit, right? That's that's the point when you drive so high. So yeah, somebody was going to take a chance on this kid, and if he, unless he's a total train wreck, like you know Aaron Hernandez or something, obviously the Jets have come away with a big winner. And, right? and I think that's one of the major problems with the Jets and Giants is that they've had these guys, they've been drafted in the first, second, even in the third rounds, and they've just been, you know, they've been bad. You know, like the uh, Giants drafted an O line guy from uh from miami a few years back and it wasn't it didn't pan out and um you know even the jets got a couple players before so you know they they have history and 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 not just and making picks and not knowing what they were going to get you know yeah and uh anthony's also talking about they traded uh, the titans trade aj brown and draft the player 100 percent the same as aj brown well we don't know that yet yeah we don't know that yet really uh, the like there a lot but we can't say he's 100% the same player until we watch him on the field a little bit. Remember, Burks, Burks was picked up, but he was uh, rated a lot lower than some of these other guys that are left on the on the yeah. uh, available. So, and Allen says, "Blame the Jaguars for the ridiculous spending on whiteout paydays." Look at it. it's it's gonna it's not gonna stop until you know a couple of these guys flame out badly. Um, and if Tyree Kill might be the one, the first guy to do that, by the way, in my mind. But we'll see. Well, I mean, he's already got a couple Super Bowl appearances and win and a win. Look, here's my thing: and keep your eyes open and your ears to the ground. Uh, the the winner here is going to be Cooper Cup. He might not say he's not looking for money, but that's not what his agent's saying. Yeah. And he and he has to get compensated for being one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So. I think, and I want to go back here. I, I'm thinking Robert's referring again to uh, the Brown uh, Burks swap out here. Burks. I yeah. think that's what he's referring to because he's going to get the rookie deal instead of paying AJ a huge guaranteed deal, right? Right, and they're handicapped with the Tannehill contract with the cap room and all that. Um, unless the ownership comes in and and and, and pulls. Actually, the- he might. Actually, he might be talking about Tony still. I'm not sure. So with the delay, sometimes it's hard to tell. I apologize, Robert. I, I'm sure you re- experience the same thing when you're doing your show. It's hard to tell sometimes. So, by the way, back to the contracts, the wide receivers. Yes, there's always somebody who makes a stupid deal with somebody that affects the whole market. We saw it with wide receivers. We're going to see it. It's <laughs> the fact that Lamar Jackson's in a situation he is in. I think is in large part to the deal Deshaun Watson signed with with Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to affect the market for years. And, and what I like is when Carr came out on stage, I mean, he looked like two years younger. Yeah. Like, you know, like, because 
he was getting that face and those eyes like, oh, not another year with the Raiders. And now he doesn't even care, right? Now he's like, let's let's go out and play. I'm, I'm you know, I'm getting a payday, so <laughs> we'll be okay. It's it's a it's a good point. Let's talk a little bit just for a second of the teams that didn't have first round draft picks. Which ones are in the best? I think the Raiders are in the best position of anybody who didn't have a pick last night um, going forward. You had the Bears, the Colts, the Browns, uh, the, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Rams, uh, the 49ers, and the Dolphins. No picks last night. And the Titans. No, the Titans had a first round. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they, they gave up. Yeah, perks. I'm sorry. A record eight teams. Now, of all those teams, the the only team I can really say, well, the Colts, I think the Colts and the Raiders are the teams that are going to be in the best position for next year, despite not having this first round draft pick to deal with. Um, I think we got to defer that to the Chiefs and the Packers. Unfortunately, I don't like saying that. Um, But I say that because they can go out and pick anybody and build depth on any, any side of the ball that they need to both teams. And, uh, this is why some the pick that the um, that the Chiefs made, even though they did have picks in the first round, like um, they're gonna have more picks. I, I think that those two guys are doing well for having picks. Now the ones who don't have picks this round, like the the Colts, they're not missing. They're not really missing out because they're gonna pick up more more picks in the later rounds, and that's gonna solidify their depth. So I. I'm not saying because you don't pick in a, you, you can't say because you don't pick in the first round you're not going to be you're not going to have a good team. No, so. that's especially in a year like this where there's no you know there's not you know two or three or four guys that just stand out above everybody else. Right, there's a lot more parity. Right. We talked about this last week that guys could go anywhere in these mm-hmm. you know from from three to to twenty eight they could go anywhere and really three to thirty two they could go anywhere they did they were all up and down that board I had guys that were going in the late twenties going and they went you know, in the <laughs> it was crazy um, we talked about this a little bit earlier the Texans reach for Stingley I think possibly they did I mean I had him going actually I did have him going to the Giants at seven but which might have been even been a reach because most people had him in the low teens. Uh, hasn't really played in a couple of years uh, that much. So I think they will be, listen, I think Stingley's got talent. It's a matter of whether the two years of relative inact- inactivity has had any effect on him. But this is a Lovey Smith pick. Lovey Smith said the only way for to build a de- good defense is to have shut down corners. Yeah. Now, taking him over Gardner might be uh, the question mark. It's not whether it's not the position they picked. It might be who they picked. Well, you know, he has experience on on building good defense cores. So, uh, so there's there's something that Stingley has that some of these other guys don't. And yeah. being from that pedigree, where all th- you know his grandfather and his father played football, he knows football. So that helps. That helped his stock a lot. Um, and he's and, he's, and they're saying that he's a little bit more athletic than both his grandfather and his father. So that helps a lot, you know. So. It's a good story, and I'll be rooting for him only because of the connection, you know, to his grandfather playing for the Patriots uh, years ago and until his career was ended by a criminal hit by Jack Tatum, but we'll save that for another show. Uh, Jim Beringer, who uh, often appears with me on the uh, college football show, which we'll start having him on there uh, soon as well. Remember, we were th- he was talking about Pickett, as was Mark Mancini, by the way. I'll give him credit talking about Pickett to uh, Pittsburgh for a long, long time. Yeah, Jim, I saw him yesterday on a sport buffoon. It's a good pick, man. Yep, Jim's uh, Jim's Jim's all over a lot of stuff. But you want to know about hockey, man. If you got a show, you got to get Jim. Oh, hey, yeah, he's, he's got a good he's got a good hand on shoulders for for football too. He was he was yeah. on the show with the um, that I was on as well, and um, he, he was uh, picking for the for the Giants. So yep. He, did a, he does a great job with college football with me for sure. Uh, Jets did goodness draft, but they have to pay. The, look at that's that's the danger those, of drafting. And, and those three, I, I'm gonna tell you what; those three guys are, are good for today. Yeah, we don't know about tomorrow, but I promise you, they won't all be on the Jets for the next, in four years. Yeah, so you worry about that later, though, right? Yeah, you, you yeah. build team, you get strength, you get deep, and then you worry about paying guys. You yeah, know? You can't worry about it now. Uh, you can't listen, as I said, Alan, this is a draft too, where you will see, I think there's cornerbacks uh, left. I think there's wide receivers. No running backs have been picked yet. Running backs. There's a few guys like, uh, uh, Bryce Hall and uh, Kenny Walker going to go. Kenneth Walker is going to go in the second round most likely, 
Buffalo's got to get one of those guys. They're crazy if they don't. Um, but we'll see what happens. They and, still have like you still have. And Robert Butler is saying uh, he is Bobo and Bacchason. He's got a huge. You got a huge delay in that van, Robert. I don't know what's going on there. What time zone are you? <laughs> he's a, he's down the street from me. <laughs> All right. Love, what are your final takeaways before we wrap it up? Anybody else got any comments? You guys, you've been great uh, carrying the, the water here today because I was tired and I was worried we were going to have to talk, uh, bring up our own topics all day. And I, I didn't even get to some of my topics because you guys carried the show. So thank you very much. Carlos, what are your final takeaways here uh, for this or what we should look for in the uh, next couple rounds? Yeah, so these next few rounds are going to be uh, – it's going to be a wrecking ball. Um because what's going to happen is when these these guys who are not picked and they go out of free agency, and then you got to and then you're going to look at the free agents that are still available um, in, in the NFL that are already playing. It, it, it's become a, a great time for the NFL to 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 just still be on TV when they're not playing on TV. Um, so <laughs> the NFL and you are involved in the world of marketing, I know, and the NFL markets their product better than maybe anybody, any, not just in sports, but anywhere. I mean, because they are a 24, um, 24 months, they're a 12 month a year uh, uh, business. They, they, we played a Super Bowl and we're immediately talking about the draft and we got the, the non-mandatory mini camps just before the draft. I'm sorry, free agency before the before, right after the Super Bowl. You go into the, the draft talk and the mini camps and you're going to come out of here and you're going to have some more workout, rookie workout camps and you're going to go into training camp and you're going to go into the, the season and it all starts all over again. They do a better job than any sports for sure of keeping themselves on the back pages uh, year round. Yeah, and listen, that you didn't even mention any of the unfortunate stuff, the bad news that happens, right? Though, stay away from that. Yes. Yeah, like uh, you don't you, like so. It's almost like it's twenty four seven. Um, yeah. you know what the Commanders are doing, what the Broncos are doing, what the Chargers, uh, what LA is doing with their ownership, the Rams. Um, some of these owners, man, they gotta go. But see, this masking or the draft has helped help kind of you know bring down the the noise on that on that end. But yeah. Um, even even the Panthers and 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 pulling out of a construction deal, spending millions of dollars and and, and breaking rules in, in the county on on their practice facility, like these things, you know, there's always news going on in the NFL, and um, as much as they're good news, there's all this as well as bad news. So they're they're on twenty four seven, man. Yeah, well, let me catch a couple of comments before we wrap it up here. I think yeah, this would be good picks for Dallas, uh, but they're going to have to trade up to get these guys. They're going to go very early in the second round, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them lasting more than five. Yeah, five they're, they're both guys that I'm surprised did not go in the first round. Let's look at the next. Let's look at the next five picks, and then we'll wrap it up, right? Go ahead. So we got Tampa Bay, Minnesota, the Titans, and the Giants. Interesting. And uh, and the Texans. Yeah. The next. So <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, it's hard to say. So we got, uh, we got the Titans. No, not the Titans. No, the Tampa Bay is the first, is the first on the second round. So it's going to be. Will yeah. they go for Willis to have a backup? Cause it, they already said Tom Brady might be available next season or retiring again. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's Maybe probable that, that Tom Brady's not a Buccaneer, but still plays football next year. I do not think he'll be in the Tampa Bay more than another year. So they need a, a contingency plan. I don't think Trask or or Gabbert is definitely that guy. Uh, there is talk about Baker Mayfield ending up ending up there and uh, you know tutoring a little under Tom Brady. Yeah, do you want to pay that? Do they want to pay that? That's going to be the well. No, they get they ha he'd have to get released right for that to happen. Um, but I think they'll go. I think they may go. You may see, uh, you may see a defensive lineman go here. I think with Tampa Bay, uh, Minnesota again, I think they continue to focus on their defense. You could see Nicobe Dean go there. Titans, yeah. Titans, I don't know. I mean, what are the Titans going to do? I think they go probably offensive line here. I, I think Minnesota gets that Penn State, uh, uh, Arnold Abecting. That's a good pick for Minnesota. Um, yeah. The Titans, the Titans. I think the Giants may go wide out, by the way. Mm, maybe. Especially if they're going to move Tony. Yeah. The Titans need to pick up some O-line, man. Um, and we got about one minute, so we got to wrap this up. Yeah, I think the Titans will go offensive line to someone. 
Let me try to catch this on the way up. I hope they go offensive line. If not, they have to go. They have to go at least for some linebackers. There have been. There definitely have been players drafted and traded the same night. I know. I saw uh, Allen listed a couple of them. Anthony Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, to name a couple. Uh, but definitely that could happen, and you will see some of that probably going forward. I think you're going to see more moving around this draft and possibly trading of players drafted tonight. So yeah. for rounds two and I think rounds two and three tonight, right? Yeah. Um, so it's been fun, guys. You have done a great job helping us out this morning, Carlos. Thank you very much for your coverage, guys. We'll see you next week with our Are You Serious show, and I'll see you this weekend, and I'll see you in a few minutes on the Mac and Jack show. So I'll be around. Keith Engel and the Mad New Yorker. For TGI Sports Talks, are you serious? Right here on Northeast Streaming Sports. Have a great day. Have a good one, guys. All right.